Hey, what's up guys? This is Kyle and this is my podcast. Welcome to the first episode. I'm very excited to share to you what I have in mind and I hope that you enjoy what I have in store for you guys. I have mentioned in my introduction in episode 0 that minimalism has helped me clear my mind of the clutter that I was going through before the coronavirus lockdown. Back then, I had around 4-5 to commitments that I have to space out throughout the day and that doesn't include my time for sleep, self, friends, and family. It was really a challenge to cope and catch up with life knowing that I have to keep chasing these schedules and hoping that these opportunities give me a sense of purpose. Rather, I was stuck in this cycle of not growing because I realized that I was never living in the present. This caused me to create abrupt decisions based on reaction and not intention. I really didn't give myself time and the privilege to choose what I really wanted to do, keep, or have, but rather just giving in to what people are asking for. I always thought that being able to help others satisfy their needs would make me very happy, but I wasn't really crediting myself the time and love I deserve for the work that I have done, and I realized that I wasn't very satisfied with the life I was living. To give you an idea on how my day in a life was, I used to work in the graveyard shift for my full-time job from 11 in the evening to 8 in the morning. After that, rather than sleeping, I would head to my freelance clients in the morning at around 9 to 10 a.m. for meetings, and I would sleep for a bit, around 2 to 3 hours, and after that, thrice a week, I would attend my part-time teaching job for an hour or two at the high school that I used to study, and sometimes conduct choral rehearsal for my students as well. Also, twice or thrice a week, I would attend two to three hour chorale rehearsals in another choir in the evening, just right before I come to my night shift job. At first, I really thought that living this kind of life and this kind of routine made me really successful since I had a lot of things on my plate, but in the long run, problems start to come up, social and health concerns that I had to look into since I wouldn't get any sleep at all, and I would feel tired and terrible and grumpy most of the time. And it was really affecting my performance in the obligations I had, and I also started to not treat other people well. Worst of all, it was difficult because, you know, the things that I used to love, I kind of started to not like. Since the lockdown, time kind of went slower. There were less activities, less meetings, less work, and a whole lot of staying at home. At the beginning, I felt that I was such in an awkward situation because I was always used to having a full schedule, and now that things have changed, I wanted to maximize and make the most out of my time now that I have it. Since I was taken out of the routine and now am aware that I wanted to change my life moving forward, I stumbled on some articles and YouTube videos on the topic about minimalism. I was drawn to the idea that being a minimalist will help eliminate or get rid of all the stresses I have in life. However, that is not the case. The more I learn about it, and the more I read about the lives of people who have applied minimalism in their lives, they mention that problems are inevitable. It matters on how we are able to face these problems, accept them, and move forward from it. Being a minimalist does not really require a set of standards as one would expect. As a designer and other designers might think, minimalism might sound like an aesthetic thing where, you know, your room is furniture-free and everything that you own is either white, black, or gray. But really, it's more than just the aesthetic. 
aesthetic is totally subjective and you can definitely keep that rainbow colored scarf that brings a lot of value to you. Rather, being a minimalist is beyond creating or designing your life in a way that you know you are grounded and aware of the things that you currently own, the commitments you currently have, the relationships you currently keep, and the kind of person you are. Back then, I really did not give myself the time to be aware of these things and I carry with them along as I go from commitment to commitment, job to job, group to group, activity to activity, and it might not be carrying a physical weight, but it's the mental weight that really burned out my drive to make the most out of my life. What really sucked was I realized that I was unhappy with the things I surrounded myself into and I thought that I was going to be stuck in there forever. Just because I've been doing something for a long time or I've gotten used to it and have no plans of letting go of these things, I thought that the reality was I was supposed to have these in my life forever. Minimalism taught me how to live in the present and to stay grounded on the kind of person I wanted to be and be grounded upon the values that I agree with and live out the person that I wanted to be for others. Some people might think that there's only one way of being a minimalist, but you know, you can live your life as a minimalist in many ways that suit what you love to do. For example, I mean, people who have inspired me to live meaningfully never suggested a step-by-step process or expect me to be or act in a certain way. These people who have gotten in touch with minimalism in their own unique ways are just mere suggestions on how you can live your life more intentionally by focusing on what you think is good healthy, and fun for you. Here are some of the minimalists that I've gotten to know more about who inspired me to follow similar footsteps. Some of them focus on dealing with material belongings, and some of them are more focused on obligations, commitments, and relationships. However, what is common among all of them is that there is an element of awareness on how we're living in the present or how it makes us feel about becoming the person who we are and want to be. One of my favorites are Glow and HL from Singapore and their YouTube channel Thoughtworthy Co, a YouTube channel who emphasizes their ways of living by moving more, eating well, and worrying less. I love their video when they talked about sitting on the floor and why it makes them healthier, and it's actually something that I do as well in my workspace. I'm actually recording this episode while I'm seated on the floor. Maybe. I'll talk more about this topic on another episode and how I design my workspace that works for me. We also have Matt Diavella, who I'm also a big fan of. He's an amazing filmmaker. I love the way he shoots his videos in a creative but very focused manner. As a creative, I'm really interested in people who work real hard to master their craft, and Matt Diavella is really an example of a minimalist who has the charm in a way that he can still be very interesting to a lot of people even as a minimalist. He also directed the documentary about minimalism with The Minimalist, featuring Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. Josh and Ryan are called The Minimalists, and they have written a lot of books about their experiences, and they also have a podcast which I listen to every time I go out for my morning jog. Their content really gets me throughout the day motivated and positive. What I really like about them is that They've, they have went on tours and they really went out there to interact and give hugs to people, which they really love to do. I used to think that if you're a minimalist, you would prefer to enjoy being in your own space far away from society, 
but these two really get out there and inspire lots and lots of people. There are also other bloggers and YouTubers like Sadia Badier from Canada and her channel Pick Up Limes for clean eating ideas. Again, going back to grounding yourself probably to the earth, avoiding processed food when I can. It helps me clear my mind of my anxieties about my health and generally makes me feel good knowing that there are opportunities that I can eat healthier. When I can, I can probably create some episodes about food and share to you what I cook for my meals when I want to eat healthier rather than eating fast food. Also, she creates a lot of content about managing mental health and other interesting things like taking care of plants, which I enjoy doing as well. I am sure that all of them started out their vlogs, videos, and podcasts so they can share to people that this path to improve yourself and your life is possible and there are so many options. Again, this does not mean that you have to copy these minimalists to the dot and there's no specific step-by-step process as I have mentioned, but it is a continuing journey and I think we should always strive to find what works for us and always be better day by day. I mean, for me, at first, I thought that I was stuck living in the way I was until these minimalists convinced me that I can still live a fun and interesting life and love it even more rather than just doing things because people say so or because this is the image that I want people to see me as. You know, it really takes the fun and freedom out when we stop grounding ourselves and we let society push us around. The reason why I'm making this podcast is... To share to people that for people like me who used to think that I don't have an option and you know I feel like I don't deserve a lot of good things but living this way definitely made me more confident about my state of life in terms of happiness how healthy I am and also in terms of knowing what I really wanted to do in my life and I hope that you can realize that too So that was my first episode of Minimalism Beyond Design. Thank you for listening until the end of this episode. I am looking forward to sharing more about my life with you as a minimalist and I hope that you can inspire other people to live meaningfully and intentionally. Always keep grounded and always be safe. I'll see you again next time.